Welcome to the show. My name is MJ and this is Transcending Into Tech. to have you all back here on another episode of Transcending Into Tech, the show that looks at the intersecting lines of technology, humanity, and the always evolving human experience towards a post-human world. In our podcast series, like we've said before, we look at the emerging factors impacting the human condition and whenever possible, place some of the predictions we might believe become or might become the reality of tomorrow. So today's episode obviously is an interesting one because I'm going to talk about two, po- well, I'm going to talk about one huge point, and that's morality. I think that's pretty huge. Uh, It's not enough to have a simple podcast to cover it because there are so many facets of the whole thing. So we're looking at morality and technology. And I think there's a lot of discussions that happen when the two terms come together, and they are very synonymous with scenario situations that we've seen in the past where you know, you'd find uh, some collision course happening. There's a lot of the times technology tends to push forward uh, boundaries at some points within the human human experience, right? And morality tends to be an interesting uh, topic that pops up in some certain conditions. You've you've seen this. I mean, this is probably the story of of scientific, uh, you know, development and advancement, right? You've always had this constant battle between what is seen as the right thing to do versus the not so right thing to do versus what is acceptable what is not acceptable and then we have all these other discussions that bring about things such as the moral compass and um, you know the other facets of different uh, philosophies that come into play so it is quite an extraordinary situation to be in especially when you're on the in the cusp or if you will the cutting edge of technology We've seen it with the various things. We've seen it with things such as the enhancements or developments that happened within the realm of stem cell research, which, you know, has a lot of, had a lot of people talking uh, at one point uh, down the way. Cloning was also a very popular case that actually brought it. So there's some things we need to keep into perspective here. Morality as separate from ethics, right? Morality, obviously, is when when we talk about morality, what are we talking about? We're talking about one's own set of values, right? While ethics tends to uh, refer to the values or belief systems commonly held by a community society at large, you know, when we look at morality, we look at it from the inward outward uh, perspective rather than a, a, a set of systems that actually control or let's say sort of systems that places or brings about that sort of uh, angle. And when we talk about tech, obviously there's many routes we can go here, but it's more likely that we're talking about tech that informs our morality, okay? Because tech tends to inform the morality uh, around a centric or centricity around the internet and digital technology and any other evolving angles such as biomedical, etc. cetera, uh, developments. And uh, most impactful, of course, is, you know, we've seen a lot of things happening in the internet space in particular. 
especially when they have to deal with constructs of information management and data. You know, that's something I'm very passionate about at times. Big tech in particular had been quite dominating this topic, especially when we talk about, you know, how our information is being managed by these digital powerhouses, if you will, and how your information has reached to a point that the amount of information actually processed for large-scale conglomerates, larger than life at times, who actually depend or are actually super dependent on the leveraging of your information, you tend to get these really unique situations that happen. And and it kind of becomes an issue because you notice that these companies, a lot of them are for, for trade and, you know, they're obviously listed in the public exchange, right? Tend to be dealing with information uh, in a monetized sense. So your information to them is monetized and you have little or no say in terms of what they do with the data. And uh, on top of that as well, they aggregate it, they process it, and then they'll be able to target market and do all the nice, fancy, you know, data analytical angles with your information. And that's brought up a lot of uh, concerns and so on and so forth. Of course, the flip side, of course, they'd say is we're connecting people, we're enabling, uh, you know, different types of services that, you know, one would not necessarily uh, find across because some of them are leaders, some of them are innovators in that space. And at the same time that, you know, it's free. And I think that's uh, the overwhelming big factor in a lot of these is, you know, um, market entry or is, 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 is pretty, pretty easy for them in the sense that they're offering a free service and boom, there you go. So that's interesting. So what I've probably touched by, and I've probably uh, alluded a bit, is on the area of social media. So it's obvious since, you know, since the dawn of reality TV, you know, celebrities and everybody have been using social media to monetize their private, private you know, exploits to, uh, to the advantage of themselves, right, uh, and their enterprise. Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube aren't any innocent. They're not as innocent as one would think. Um, those platforms make a return to their investors by allowing, you know, a bunch of salacious content at times to promulgate in cases uh, with little to nothing being done about it. So that also obviously raises some questions. Obviously, there's been a lot of uh, focus on, you know, community matters at hand, which raised on whether or not the ease of access to inflammatory material was also to do with some of, or had an impact on some of our moral judgment or moral compass you know a recent uh, example was how a youtube family and a family who was based on youtube actually they were youtubing family came under fire for releasing um that they're you know that their recently adopted son with special needs uh and uh and and, and put in some de- some really like you know a lot of information about that and the details of which started to become a little bit murky on their end and that kind of started crossing borders, if you will, you know, because yes, children might need the consent of their parents, but then what if I am an unwilling participant in this whole setup, right? What if I'm an unwilling participant in a situation which isn't really supporting uh, my best interests at heart in the future? And this could go to children as well. And this is, you know, something that's coming up uh, quite and quite often now as people start to hyper-monetize, hyper-expose themselves, um, 
based on you know the the trick the tricks of the trade really and this is more coming back on things like such as the algorithms used in some of these platforms which again open up more and more morality questions a lot of ethics in that as well but it's worth mentioning as well that it's not you know without a fault on the viewer or the consumer there is obviously a demand here there is a demand that is actually uh quite common now that's coming out and it seems that that is in itself triggering that sort of uh you know supply that sort of you know need to build that sort of supply everybody wants to build their own little thing and uh monetize and see how much they can get out of it and people will use extreme means to go to extreme measures the biggest problem i think in this big discussion this is not really a discussion about how people are using the social media platforms it's how these uh, these platforms are actually allowing that to happen and further enhancing even the same system structures the algorithms that actually run these platforms to uh, to continue further propagate that sort of behavior if that's the right word now with that being said of course it is the politics of today and because we're so entrenched in our own beliefs uh, we have seen the rise of partisanship you know in the US for example that had made no room on whether the truth, on what the truth might be really, uh, what the truth is, if that's the right word. And it's becoming very easy, increasingly uh, easy to castigate the other by simply hunkering down to your own silo uh, view of things. And that in the long run, obviously, would definitely dehumanize, uh, you know, people, uh, whether we know it or not. And that's the other problem we have with some of these platforms is that because of these algorithms before these, because of these groups being able to now have a more hyper view of things, you're now seeing a situation which is actually on the flip side. You're actually seeing now these platforms uh, breed, if you will, some very extremist groups and extremist ideologies. And while they have been quite hard and they've been working and ramping up very hard in actually stemming out a lot of these cases time and time again has shown that there has been uh, repeated, more calculated, more complex mechanisms in play that actually allows these people to still manage and have these platforms. And in many people's, uh, you know, in some in some argument people, some people can make the argument, right, that while I might have them in this forum, which is a lot more public than others, I'd rather have them there than actually going to some dark corner in the internet and being able to do whatever they want to do on their own platforms. Uh, that might be even much more of a regulation issue in the hand, but uh, it is no doubt a concern that a lot of people and communities share. So I've spoken a bit about this particular item. What I'm going to do right now is I'm just going to go and break up, and we'll be back after this. And welcome back. Uh, before I continue, I wanted to just let you know that I'm going to be putting up the uh, the, uh, the notes for this particular episode. There's some very good reading that I found from the University of Pennsylvania, which specifically focused on the decline of morality. And another one included as well uh, was the Stanford's Encyclopedia of Philosophy on Moral Values in Tech. I thought that was an, a, a brilliant uh, set of information points referencing various publications uh, within the philosophical world and 
mixing it up and actually talking about morals that actually apply within the tech industries or the technology space that we're actually talking about today. So I thought that was really interesting and I'll be able to share that as well. So coming back to the point that we talked about earlier, data and privacy, obviously, always a big issue of contention, morality, ethics-wise, because uh, it's obviously no secret that a lot of our online lives are more or less owned by these big, uh, or I would say the very few big giant tech companies. And uh, we've seen a lot of that. Uh, you know, this has always been a constant issue, obviously, you know, with the situation today and the world's reprioritization towards, you know, better health and uh, mitigation re- processes for, 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 for the situation that we have right now with COVID, you know, Google, for example, and other social media companies have always and constantly get more and more pressure to be upfront about and more transparent about their collection practices, even in 2020. You know, you think a lot of these points and some of them with, with you know, enacted regulations to help them, similar to initiatives such as the, you know, the general data protection regulation issued by the EU, or commonly known as GDPR, you, it, it's, it's becoming quite clear that certain standards and norms are now becoming more and more required of entities uh, in the way they deal with regards to data processing in those respective countries. A large portion of the problems that had actually led to a lot of these regulations coming into place was primarily due to the fact that there had been little knowledge about the, the selling of personal data to advertisers. Uh, and they included anywhere from insurance companies to cold callers, unbeknownst to the user. And that is where the, the crux, or let's say the, the main problem was is that there's information that was also being transferred for monetary gain at the expense of a person's overall privacy and uh, their lack of knowledge therein. Now, coming back to all of this, obviously, through the genius of very strong legal procedures, you know, a lot of these services do actually tell you, they tell you straight up when you actually sign up in some of their services that you will be willfully giving them information that that they'd be able to use for whatever data processing requirements they need. And of course, they've come along and they've enhanced it. You know, I think there was a lot of uh, controversial things that popped up afterwards and uh, a few of these companies were actually uh, called up by various uh, government, um, you know, um, groups and, and lobbies. Uh, at one point, eventually, they realized that they would have tried or they had attempted to at least start to implement, you know, the bare minimum of things such as, you know, encryption and and, and, and protection mechanisms for data to not be unwillfully or unlawfully, you know, taken from them by, you know, criminal syndicates, let's say. But that still did not bring up the issue or did not really resolve the problem, which was the actual business model that some of these companies Ran. And you could argue, of course, that the push for profits have left a lot of these mega companies with little concern for the private lives of individuals involved. So that's sort of the result set of the technologies that we've been using and more or less has actually sort of built a, a bad precedence, if you will, which in that many other companies now actually start to follow this particular business model, which, again, isn't really designed for the best interests of morality or or even ethical uh, means of usage. Now, before I end this segment, I want to talk about a specific area, and that is children and the datification of children. This is actually 
more of a bigger problem for me, mainly for two things. Number one, they are not usually uh, privy to the terms and conditions that some of these systems actually have in order for you to be actually onboarded into their services platform. A lot of it is actually basically them, their parents, and their parents willfully or unwillfully uh, putting their, their children into these platforms. That's a big problem. And number two, there is a lack of uh, a setup that is currently existing, with the exception, of course, in the European Union, where certain countries now enable the right to forget uh, clause in the GDPR platform. Children usually don't have a say in being able to actually say what can actually stay online and what can't. And basically what happens is every aspect of a newborn's life, for example, might be recorded, sometimes sold, and ultimately could be hacked as well. Uh, and what you'll also have is as well, you'll have countries, sorry, companies across countries who start to profit out of, you know, re using such information uh, on social media, you know, presence, of course, with the parents and their willingness to do that. But what actually happens is, is that they become an unwilling participant in this scheme of building, you know, uh, more monetary incentives uh, for them to be actually... Um, you know, profiting on your that on, the, on that sort of information, and as a result, of course, children can expect in the future potentially to have a, a a state or a resemblance of privacy that we don't understand, or maybe the the form of privacy or the construct of privacy, the moralities and the actual um, ethics behind it becomes skewed. Okay, and this comes at a very unique, you know, touch point because. As we start to get more and more digitized, as we've actually started this process in the past 15 to 20 years now, what are our views of, of what privacy looks like may actually become a, 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 a topic of discussion in the future. What is privacy? And then we start talking about, you know, well, I was being recorded from day one and hence that's not really a problem, you know, and it becomes a norm and there are I'm, I'm pretty sure multiple facets of which this could actually cause some more confusion to an already confusing situation, if I can say so myself. One uh, situation that happened, and is a, is a case that actually re happened recently with uh, one of the major retailers, was was how they were using data collection algorithms and were able to predict, apparently, that one of their uh, customers, a teenage girl, was actually pregnant before her parents uh, or families of knowledge. Now, this is massively, uh, it, you know, has a lot of issues. The major implication of which was that how companies like Target, in this case, or any big company, ultimately, without the regard or uh, respect for privacy and the norms or constructs that we're trying to discuss here, the companies themselves have no regard or care for what privacy is. And the ultimate objective is the bottom line. And that is a big concern. And that's probably why GDPR is such a contingent item to be discussed in a lot of parts of the world. And with that, we will now get to our next segment where we'll be able to go and discuss what is the going forward approach with regards to tech and morality and what are our predictions. So please stay tuned. And welcome back. Thank you for being here and hope you've enjoyed this particular episode of Transcending into Tech. So what is the the going forward, okay, piece in all this? What could actually be 
seen? Well, first of all, there are different layers as we actually begin to look into this. You know, in some countries, it would be in the form of political action that has to find some mechanisms or ways where we can actually decriminalize or criminalize this behavior with a focus on criminalizing today's practices in particular. Another thing is education. I think both self-education and the overall community need to be aware of how the free market uses psychology to their own advantage. A lot of these, you know, these these systems leverage on uh, very well-researched algorithms and psychological constructs that had been designed in order to maximize people's observation or attention spans to these platforms. People need to realize that. And at the same time, we obviously need to understand the privacy policies that we're signing up to for all of the services. We need to scrutinize the practices that we think are unfair, unsound, or unwarranted. And finally, spend some time away from tech, believe it or not. At least the tech that we're talking about here, the tech that is not providing you with the absolute freedom that you actually deserve. It's about tech that actually enhances, enriches your life, rather than taking away parts of it for the for the good of their own. Um, and obviously, to always remember, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, to to possibly even look at you know connecting back with nature. You know, I'm I'm all for us enhancing ourselves to the latest and the greatest, and uh, I'm no di- I'm no different than that. The disconnection factor even has benefits. You know, if we've looked at the biohacking episode that we've talked about, that is actually true. We actually already have systems already built into ourselves. And the thing is, is rather than augment technology that I have an empty box of, I'd rather augment to technology that is open-based and actually where I can actually, you know, change or tweak or put to my, you know, to my own advantage. So... Those are sort of the things that are just popping in my head right now as far as what we can do to see how we can or how we can navigate through this entire very complicated discussion. And with that, I want to thank you all for being on the show today. Thank you for being with us today. And we hope you found this inf- episode informative and insightful. Transcending into tech will continue to bring the great insights needed in a constantly changing world. If you liked our episode, Please, please, please share with your family and friends and subscribe to our podcast. Please interact with our existing platforms right now on social media. Yes, I know it's ironic. I mentioned social media as well. But believe me, they're not taking a lot of info out of me apart from having that, you know, uh, web presence of mine. Uh, But do please give us uh, your comments or feedback on those episodes and also be able to sure to come back and check on our actual webpage, which is uh, www.transtech.xyz. That is T-R-A-N-S-T-E-C-H dot X-Y-Z. Or search us through any of your favorite podcast apps or platforms. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, this is MJ signing off, and I'll see you soon on Transcending into Tech.